Welcome back. This is episode number five of the School of Women's Health podcast. And today I'm going to talk about client commitment and therefore actually being able to get the results. Um, But before I get started, I want to give you a little bit of a rundown on my last fortnight, what I've been up to. It's been a really, really, really busy month for me. So exciting, but busy. I started off at the beginning of the month running a live webinar for a group of personal trainers on basically how to recognize and help their clients who have pelvic floor dysfunction with their training, like in a gym scenario or in a coaching type environment. So that was pretty fun. And then I also had the pleasure of running an in-person workshop for a small EP clinic on the South Coast of New South Wales. This was like a four hour workshop, which we could have easily gone into a full day and it covered the bare essentials for prescribing exercise for their clients who have pelvic floor issues. So um, the thing that actually became really apparent for me during this workshop was how pelvic floor issues are often secondary to another health condition, maybe like an injury, for example, that clients don't necessarily get their help for, but it becomes such an important part of the exercise prescription because the pelvic floor is really like, number one, it's so integral in the stability system, which is often very important for any injury management. It's part of our central stabilizing system. So if that's not really working very well, then the likelihood of getting injuries everywhere else is so much higher. Um, But it also is really important for chronic and complex health conditions when the emotional health and the nervous system are so heavily impacted by dealing with a health condition. So the pelvic floor, especially in women, I haven't looked around the research around males, but it is so responsive to emotions and stress. So if anyone is dealing with a chronic health concern where those emotional and nervous systems are impacted and heightened, then the pelvic floor function will be impacted. And maybe this is like some symptom presentation or exacerbation of symptoms, for example, but definitely also still a problem for those people. So that was something that I kind of really picked up on in that uh, workshop, I guess, was like, so many people need this help and they don't even realize it. And so many EPs need to be able to consider this when they're also looking at other health conditions and other injuries. Um, And this needs to be addressed as part of their management system, but topic for another day. Um, Anyway, one of the EPs inside that workshop has a really big interest in male pelvic health. And uh, the approach that I teach is such a movement and whole body system approach. I am very much looking forward to hearing about how he applies this type of, uh, I guess, education and content to his clients so that's exciting um and then what else have I done oh the last we're in the fourth month of the mentorship program at the moment so I've been developing and presenting the content for this month's module which is like pelvic health and pregnancy and alongside obviously planning for next month's module which is the postnatal return to exercise module which is one of my favorite topics because it's returned back to like you know hardcore exercise or heavy lifting or something like that so That'll be a bit of fun, but there's a lot going on. Um, It's so, it has been a pretty crazy month really, but fantastic time really to be sharing my passion with so many other practitioners and being able to basically ultimately help more women resolve their pelvic health concerns. Like the, I guess, uh, nature of being able to teach other practitioners and even personal trainers helps reach more women and resolve more pelvic health issues. So 
exciting personal goal help more women with their pelvic floors so it's kind of laying out in a different way but that's okay um so let's get on to the topic anyway of today we're talking about getting clients to commit um, and therefore actually being able to see results for them. Now, this has been a discussion I've had with a couple of mentees inside the mentorship program, but it's also come up in the live workshop, mostly in particular with getting results for clients who are on something like an EPC plan and they may not have access to many sessions with you. But I also recently saw a post about something similar in a Facebook group for health professionals. And the post was actually asking about whether anyone was selling their service as a results-driven uh, value versus paying per consultation. So I wanted to talk about this because in the end, it really just boils down to being able to confidently tell your clients what they need. Um, and I think I personally had a bit of a struggle with this in my journey, uh, in my career. So let's chat about it. Now, um, I have had some sort of, I guess, component in my own career with like, I guess, the approach of um, any help uh, by whatever means that is through a client in terms of their ability to commit um, is better than nothing. So, you know, whether that's two sessions that they have and they're only willing to do the two sessions and that's it, um, I try and work with it to get them results. But like in reality, I guess we all know how adaptations to exercise work. And we know that two sessions over maybe a two to three month period, because you'd want to space them out so they get a little bit of value for that, is really not going to produce the results that the client wants. Like, nor is it going to get the results that they actually like need in terms of like seeing symptom resolution or whatever it might be for that client that you're seeing. So it's just not realistic. So not only does this possibly become like really disappointing for the client themselves, like not getting results, but it also, well, I know for me, makes you feel so bad as a practitioner that you can't get them results and you almost feel like it's your fault. Um, I guess then it plays into like your reputation as a practitioner. I rely a lot on word of mouth referrals. And if I can't get results because the client cannot commit to what they really need, then it really does reflect poorly on my ability to provide a results driven service. So really important. There was a point in my career that I had to really shift away from mentally um, that, that whole concept about something is better than nothing and move towards a very structured business model that helped clients get results, but also provided me with the resources that I actually needed to get them results. Um, exploring different business models across my career has really helped highlight what actually wasn't working in terms of this for both my clientele and for myself. So I started off with like consult to consult type work where I almost felt like I was like operating like a physiotherapist with like a come back in three weeks and we'll upgrade your program mentality. Um, so that wasn't really ideal for me, but then I also tried to move into like the group program and getting people into classes where they would show up regularly to be more consistent. Um, I've even tried packaging consultations where you buy five sessions up front and then you use them across, you know, four months or whatever it was. Um, but in the end, none of these really fitted with my clientele or me, uh, for that matter. So had to basically work around that. <laughs> just wasn't working. Um, at the moment, I run my virtual clinic services with a minimum 12-week commitment from day one. 
So if the client is not really willing to commit for 12 weeks with scheduled in follow-up consults across that time, then I just don't take them on. I was really, really nervous about pitching this to clients when they inquired initially. Um, a bit of a fear around this, personal belief issues, I guess it all boils down to, but it really did give me a clear structure to work with. I could confidently communicate that this is what they needed to see adaptations and therefore get results. And I can honestly say that this has really changed my business. The expectations of the program are set up front. I have committed clients who end up actually doing their exercises. I don't have to try and convince them to come back in like two or three weeks when in reality, I know they secretly don't want to come back in that short amount of time, or maybe financially they can't afford to do that. But I've also had a lot less reschedules and I also know that that person is in it for at least 12 weeks. I have them on board. It really gives me the space to be able to prescribe where their body is at um, each session, knowing that they're actually committed to the next step and knowing that I can, um, you know, safely uh, progress their exercise. So this mindset for me was also what was really, really important. I personally just take on so much responsibility to get results. And often I find that when clients aren't really doing their exercise or maybe they're canceling and rescheduling their sessions for their own issues, I just couldn't get them results. And I felt so, so terrible. And even though I knew it wasn't what I was programming or how I was going about their treatment, um, I just still had this awkward feeling of like, this is my fault. They're not getting results. And you know, I'm not dealing really, really well with that. Now, I think there is a part of our role as an EP to provide the space and the resources to our clients to help them stay accountable. And sometimes that means creating a service structure that provides the solutions to those biggest challenges, even when it seems like a business decision uh, that maybe benefits you more than them. But in the end, I guess it does benefit both parties. Like they get results, you get the money. I know I'm in business also to make myself money as well as help people. So it is really, really important. But I know that there are a lot of you listening who work within someone else's business and creating a new service structure for clients may in fact not be an option. However, it could be maybe an option uh, that you could discuss with your employer. A, you know, maybe it would help them too. Maybe their business needs a little bit more structure like this. I'm sure if I was having staff, which I hope to one day maybe have, then I would really appreciate someone approaching me with maybe a new idea because running business is hard and tiring and maybe if it's a little bit easier for your whole business model or for their business model that someone suggests a different service approach then I'd be open to suggestions but that's each different person so maybe you could have a conversation with your employer about setting that up if you think that this is something that could benefit maybe you and how you get results but also ultimately the clinic. Um, it might even just be about you setting expectations with your clients from day one. So it might be just talking to them about what they are willing to commit to and then following up with a realistic side of the results based on what they're willing to give you. Like you might need to tell them that two sessions is just not enough and that they're going to need more. And I know personally that I had a really hard time telling that to people because everyone's situation is really, really different. And I personally felt like I'll just work with what they have and I'll make this fit in. And to an degree, to a degree, you can do that and you can, I guess, program appropriately. But in the end, I knew that person is not going to get full results with their two sessions. And if I'm upfront and I tell them about it, 
then they can't do much in regards to maybe talking badly of my service uh, or that I couldn't get them results if they knew that. Um, And maybe, maybe, just maybe, if you actually discuss this with them and talk to them about the realistic side of adaptations to tissues and what it takes and like how to get results, um, they might actually change their mind. You never know. Or maybe they won't, but they might be also okay with not having full resolution. They just might want a little bit. I don't know. I have plenty of clients that are happy with just a little bit of, uh, I guess, resolution of their incontinence and they're okay to have a little bit of leaking and they don't mind. So they don't need a full approach to have zero symptoms um, if that's not what they want. Sometimes people just don't really know how long it actually takes to see results. I have had clients who have been struggling with incontinence and pelvic floor concerns for like 20 plus years. And then I tell them that, you know, it's going to take at least 12 weeks to see some significant improvements with the work that you put in based on neural neural changes and strength changes. And we're changing patterns. Um, and they are very surprised. And some of them actually said, oh, that's a long time. And that just blows my mind because you've had this for 20 years. Like, how can you expect this to resolve in like less than 12 weeks? But they don't know. They don't get it. That's why they're getting help from you. So maybe it just takes a little bit of education to bring them around to something that requires them to commit a little bit more. So you never know. I think when you start to really explore what level of commitment people require, um, you do um, see changes in uh, their perspective, their own perspectives shift around what they, I guess, traditionally believe as sort of like getting help with this problem. Now, when I look back at my own journey in developing my services, I think it really just boiled down to seeing what other industries do really well at and then applying it to my own. So one thing that personal trainers and coaches do so well is create a service that requires commitment and ongoing commitment where they see you really regularly, they you know, up train, whatever it is, or they work, we're working, you know, progress, I guess, in a sense. But I think the traditional way of EP one-on-one services don't necessarily do a great job at this. I mean, plenty of practitioners do, don't get me wrong, but what I've seen and what I personally experienced is it, it isn't. Um, I think we do maybe have a really good idea about how to do that with group classes and creating like that group environment. Um, but my clientele, they want their problem solved so they can go back to the exercises that they actually love, which is often the group training side of things in other venues or other services. So it really just doesn't make any sense for me to be designing a program that pushes them into a group class over the long term because I want to solve their problems so they can go back to the things that they love. I don't want them to be signing up to a different service that doesn't really meet what their goals are. So that whole group session, group class, membership type style didn't really work for me. Um, So that's why I think using that type of approach to a 12-week commitment where you're catching up with someone regularly fitted my clientele and my needs a little bit more. Um, So if you're listening to this, (laughs) I think the best piece of advice I can give you is think about what the current challenges are in your own practice. Uh, as either employer, employee, sole trader, whatever that might be, in getting your clients to commit um, and therefore follow through and get results and then find a solution to that problem. So whether it's like, do they need more regular sessions? Do they not see you regularly enough? Are they catching up with you like in months and you're just not getting progress in that time? Are they losing motivation during that month and they're not doing their exercises? 
or maybe it's just getting them to commit to a 12-week program where they have to see you for that minimum amount of time. How you put that together is a very different uh, picture based among practitioners, but it could also be something as simple as adding in a follow-up call where you just check in with them to see how they're actually going to keep them accountable during that time. And if maybe they're not doing the exercises, you can talk them through how they can change that and what types of uh, behavior change that they can implement before they see you again to keep them on board so that you can catch up with them in the next couple of weeks and know that they've actually done the exercises versus them going, oh, I didn't do my exercises, so I'm going to cancel the session and then schedule it later, um, which I've dealt with multiple times. So anyway, food for thought. I would love for you to just share what your challenges are with me in this regard. Send me a DM on Instagram or shoot me over an email. Let me know what they are. I would love to know. But I'd also love to see like what the common ones are between people and like maybe we can all brainstorm together to make this industry a little bit more successful for the practitioners um, and feeling like people are committing to your service. But if you also already have a really good structure or a service model in place that's working really well for you in regards to this, feel free to also share that. I think um, there are power behind this, um, you know, being able to share this with other practitioners. I know that there's a lot of talk about being in an industry that might be competitive with each other, but there are plenty of clients to go around. There's plenty of work for all of us and like helping each other is only going to make our reputation stand out more as allied health professionals. So share them around. I'd love to know what you are currently doing that is really helping you get better results for your clients. Um, it would be so awesome. So don't forget, email, inbox me, whatever it is that you want to do fine with me. Um, now that is a wrap on today's episode. I uh, hope that you have found this somewhat helpful for your practice and how you apply this in your own workplace, whether that's in a clinic of someone else's or on your own. Uh, let me know what you thought. Let me know. Um, I love hearing your feedback in it. And if you do listen to this and you find it helpful, share it on your social media and tag me in it so I can uh, basically see who's listening. Um, and be sure to tune in for next fortnights because next fortnight we're talking about structuring your program, which would be a really good following on from this if you're thinking about maybe moving towards some sort of structured program. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. Otherwise, have a lovely day. Thanks for tuning in again. I really appreciate all the support from everybody and um, being consistent with your listening. Um, don't forget, make sure you're following along. I'd love a review if you want to give me a review. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what you're supposed to say at the end of your podcast episode, but still getting used to that. Otherwise, yeah, enjoy the rest of your fortnight and I will catch you in the next one. Bye-bye.